It is January 18th, 2022, NXT 2.0. This is the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Tonight, the Dusty Cup, the tournament begins. We had a main event, Roderick Strong versus Valter. Tony D'Angelo held a funeral for P.D. Poppins. All that and more on the Wrestling Inc. podcast. I'm Glenn Rubenstein, joined by Alfred Kanawa and NYC Demon Diva Issa, who I feel like I spend more time with lately than even my cats. Way too much time, Glenn. We're spending way too much time. Today. Way too much That's time. That's why I think I think I spent like 20 hours without texting you. I needed the separation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm starting to feel like a third wheel over here with you guys all buddying up without me. Hey, we, we oh, no, you spent two hours with us on Sunday. <laughs> no, I know. We had a sleepover. Yeah. We're 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 yeah. <laughs> oh my God, though. The crossover grows every day between our two podcast communities. But that being said, before Raj texts me and says, Don't talk about Yellow Jackets, you're going to spoil it for me. <laughs> he said he was going to start watching it. So I'm curious to, if we can get him in on the hive. But, I've got uh, a couple people in the Yellow Jackets. I won't shut up about it. And people, a couple of my friends started watching it and they love it. So good. So good. And uh, tonight, NXT. Nothing. Aside from the All Valley Under 18 karate tournament, has there ever been good storytelling in a tournament fashion? Well, I mean, it depends on what you define as storytelling because I do like the story of a Cinderella. Like, my favorite tournament sure, sure. is March Madness, and I, I love March Madness because any team can get beat on any day. So they're kind of telling that story with one particular aspect, but other than that, there's not really a story to be told with this tournament. I think that is the only story to tell. It's yeah. basically the Daniel LaRusso story. Like, that's yeah. really, you know? Absolutely. That's a great. <laughs> you saw that Cobra Kai, huh? Yeah. Oh, man. The Cobra Kai. They just wanted to learn karate. Why are these dojos Do not at war? spoil it. I haven't watched any <laughs> season yet. Yes. Uh, Stellar Justin Lopez, four ninety nine. One last time. Walter doesn't ki- doesn't perform. Walter kills. There you you go. mean Gunther, I think is what he meant. Oh, Jesus. That's not. They're not doing that for. Uh, let's hope not. But I don't know, man. <laughs> I saw that story today and it was just like, does anyone legitimately face palm? Because I was pretty close on that one. Uh, what's the news? Thing, so. Yeah. Well, what's in the news? Uh, are you guys ready for the return of John Moxley? Because it is happening tomorrow in AEW in Washington, D.C. Of course, reported last week that John Moxley would be returning to GCW. That's when his first match was announced to return, but no AEW date. Now his AEW date is confirmed for tomorrow on Dynamite. Issa, what do we think? I think that Tony Khan said, if you're going to come back, you're going to come back to AEW <laughs> first, not GCW. That's what I think happened. Straight up. Listen, I'm excited to see Mox. I want to see what, you know, what what mentality he's in. I hope he cuts a promo. I I think AEW has gotten so lucky with their roster and having so many talented guys over there that you didn't miss him. So he can take the time. But I do think Eddie Kingston has felt a little directionless since Mox has been gone. Except for the feud with Punk, I think Eddie Kingston is a little bit lost without Mox. So I think he's probably more excited than anyone. But 1,000%, I guarantee you, they're making him come back to AEW first. Makes sense, right? Good to see Moxley back, though. Hope he's doing well. Back just in time for the Royal Rumble, too, if you believe those rumors. Um, I mean, why? 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 I don't know why that's out there, but people really seem convinced that Dean Ambrose is showing up the Royal Rumble, which I think there's going to be a lot of disappointed people if they actually think that. There was a better chance that Adam was Javi than there is of Dean Ambrose <laughs> entering the Royal Rumble. <laughs> I don't know about I mean, that. I, I, uh, no, I don't know. I, 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 think, I think there's a bigger chance for Ambrose to show up than Cody Rhodes. Then Cody, well, Cody Rhodes is a free agent. I mean, uh, you never, but I don't Okay, a free agent. <laughs> These rumors are fun. I love that they're springing up around the time of the Royal Rumble. Uh, but yeah, I, I like your point about Eddie Kingston, Issa, but I will say that I've liked post-Moxley Eddie Kingston. I'm actually not really looking forward to them reuniting uh, in their previous roles where he was just kind of like the second fiddle to Moxley. I loved Eddie Kingston when he was in his feud with CM Punk. It was like his coming out party and he's starting to feud with Jericho. I do agree that he does seem a little erratic right now, but I do like Eddie Kingston on his own. I hope that they continue to explore what they can do with him, even though John Moxley is back. We'll see where they go. We'll see where they go. We'll see where they go with Moxley, too, because I, I'm still curious about if Moxley was meant to win that tournament or was it Brian? 
we will never know. You know, maybe Mox was supposed to be um, Adam Page's first storyline. So he might move on to that. But I don't know. We'll see. I'm, I'm excited to see him, and I, and I hope that he's doing well. Nothing but health and positive vibes for Mox. Absolutely. Well, speaking of health and positive vibes, of course, Jeff Hardy was ousted from WWE not too long ago, but the Hardy Boys' return has been announced for big time wrestling on March 12th. So we will be seeing Matt and Jeff Hardy reuniting as the Hardy Boys for a big time wrestling event in Massachusetts. Uh, are you excited about that, Glenn? And does will this possibly lead to Jeff Hardy in AEW? Do you see that being his final destination? does seem like TK would recognize the opportunity to do some business, make some money, build up some younger teams. I mean, why not? I think the WWE run was amazing how they came in so hot and then it just like started like diminishing returns almost immediately. Um, maybe partially because they were trying to keep the broken mat stuff a little bit back burner in addition to everything else, like I think, I think give them a clean run with creative control in AEW and let them go out on top. Yeah, I, I'm excited. I'm never not going to be excited to see the Hardy Boys reunite. I think they're amazing. They're a great tag team. To Glenn's point, I almost feel like WWE picked them up because they had so much momentum going and they ended up just killing that momentum. You have to remember that's when they were doing their collection of gold, going through all these indie companies and winning their tag teams. That was exciting. I knew what was going on in companies I never heard of before because of what Matt and Jeff Hardy were doing at that time. So yes, I'm excited to see them reunite and I haven't really liked what they've been doing with Matt Hardy, so maybe this direction will get him to pick up some steam in AEW. Yeah, so if they do have the Hardy Boys in AEW, that means that we'll have Christian, the Hardy Boys, okay? So we just need Edge and the Dudleys to come to AEW. We're going to have a TLC in 2022. What do you think? Stranger things have happened. <laughs> no. Well, Good for Jeff. You know, my, my, his health is always top of mind with me, and I just hope that he's in the right state of mind and, you know, he's as healthy as can be and stuff. But I do think that that would actually be a pretty good addition to the tag team division because it is loaded and they do have a lot of talented tag teams. But I think of like FTR and the Hardys would be a lot of fun. The Hardys, Young Bucks, I've seen that match actually a couple of times around the country, and that's always a good match. Uh, but there's a lot they can do in the tag team division with the Hardys, I think. Absolutely. And your final news story, we kind of touched on this uh, on Friday. We were talking about the different WrestleMania matchups, but it, uh, according to Dave Meltzer of Wrestling Observer Radio, it looks like we are not going to be getting a title-for-title title match at WrestleMania. Now, you know, I feel very strongly about this. I think WWE had no business putting the titles on both of them this close to WrestleMania and then pulling away from it. Whatever they do, I think any alternative is going to be a downgrade from what a title-for-title title could be. But uh, starting with you, Issa, how do you feel about uh, WWE not doing a title-for-title title potentially at WrestleMania? Between Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar. So, Lester. Meltzer... Yes, of course, of course. Thanks, Alfred. Thanks. Yeah. Uh, so, Meltzer confirmed that a f match that we, the fans, fantasy board is not happening, <laughs> right? Because at no time, WWE said this match was even happening. It was never a possibility. They did have to take a detour, but this was never a thing. We made it a thing. I disagree with saying? that. Yeah, I don't think we made it a thing. Brock Lesnar literally with his belt and Roman Reigns holding no, no, the belt. No, 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 Champ no, no, no. versus you champ, not, title versus not, title. We're not going to go there. You're not going to bring Beastie into this. We will not blame Beastie for any of the circumstances of us misunderstanding his words. I, I've been disappointed by Beastie, but, uh, you know, not to talk <laughs> ill of the man. I want to see him in a title for title. I think that's supporting the guy. Glenn, what do you think about a title for title? Would you rather see that than anything else in WWE? Are they going to go the two belts or the unification route? Oh, that's a good question. I think there's a, a bunch they could do. They could do unification. I, I don't know why they would need to. And uh, but you know they could just have. No, some it has to be two, two belts. It yeah. has to be two belts. There's two networks here. I don't. I don't see them unifying any titles um, and locking down one of your top stars to just one brand. I feel like that will be drama with whatever network doesn't get that star. I think you do the two belts, and that way you can have the person go back and forward. They can share them for a little bit. Well, they could do with the unification. I mean, the rule could be that the champ crosses between brands. It's funny on the women's side, I feel like they've got more credible contenders mm -hmm. for dual championship feuds on each brand. On the men's side, though, they just keep painting themselves further and further into a corner. 
Yes, especially with baby faces. And that is showing in a big way right now because they need a heel from Raw in order to be the de facto baby face against Roman Reigns. And they just have nobody ready. You watch that Raw show, it's like, who's ready to step up and be that kind of next guy in terms of the depth they have? And I do agree they have some of it in the women's division, but especially when it comes to baby faces, they have not created anybody on that main roster. Yeah. We shall see. What else do we got? That is our news for today. There you go. That's everything that happened today. Want to talk a little Yellow Jackets with the remaining time we got? <laughs> Five minutes of Yellow Jackets, everybody. Just, uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. We've got a separate podcast. Actually, on YouTube. Go on YouTube on uh, Issa's channel. You can watch our live reaction from Saturday night. It was so much fun. So if much you love fun. seeing the three of us together, you can get an extra two hours of it. Yeah, yes. a lot of fun. We loved it. We were on a high Oh, yes. Terry Allen Jr., $2.70. Alfred, WWE 2K22 leaks yesterday. Today you saw a question mark? I, I've seen them. I've seen the trailer particularly. That game is the most, some of the best graphics I've ever seen, not only in wrestling, but just it's so realistic. And uh, they, I, I'm very excited to see uh, how it looks when it comes out, but it looks really good. It's so realistic that at any point during a match, your uh, wrestler could be future endeavored. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Future Endeavor mode is uh, that's what they're going to be working on. My GM, you just fire everybody. That's what the My GM mode is. Can I get a budget of my guitar? No, in one of the storylines, they're going to make you like build up this entire roster. And then when you log in the next day, they fire three of your wrestlers and you got to rewrite all your storylines and then they do it again. You know, you joke. That sounds lit. I don't know. That sounds like it'd be fun to play. Like, oh, like under the gun, you got to actually write under the gun. That'd be a lot of fun. In GM mode, you've got like uh, NBC Universal yelling at you. You've got Fox yelling at you. You know, yeah. <laughs> the network executives are not happy that Roman Reigns was on Raw the other night. Oh. You got to worry about the stock price, you know, and make layoffs at the PC staff. I mean, yeah, there's a lot they could do. Make them you got to run everything through Bruce Pritchard. It'll be, it'll be fun. And you got to ruin your developmental brand. That's the most <laughs> important part. Raj did not like my wild <laughs> speculation about. WWE outsourcing NXT to TNA Impact or to Impact. <laughs> what did he have a problem with? I mean, he was just like, there's no reason that would happen. Tape libraries aren't worth anything anymore. They're not going to get money from Peacock. Like, it's like, oh, first yeah. off, first off, we talked, we talked, actually, we talked about this. Does this tie into to Yellow Jackets? Um, here's the great thing about crazy theories if you're wrong, who cares? But if you're right, that's what people remember, and you look like a genius. Yes. Exactly. So that's why I say spitball it, man. Just have yeah. the crazy theories, you know? Why not? And then you have it recorded. You can just you know post that to the world and show everybody how much of a genius you are. Yeah, we're, we're this is an AEW. We don't put the win-loss record on screen, <laughs> you know, when those theories happen. I feel like the only time in my life I deal like with a win-loss record is when my wife and I have an argument about who's right and then just subliminally is flashing at Glenn like zero and 26, yeah. you know? And that's and that's for 2022, coincidentally. <laughs> uh, Brian Medina, two to, uh, $5. Gunther versus Roman and Brock versus Lashley would be a good thing for WrestleMania. There you go, Brian. Way to get into the spirit, Brian. The WWE spirit, his name is Gunther now. Who You're is not... Gunther? I don't know a Gunther. Okay. If you put it in all caps, would you have recognized it? No. I don't know. I don't know anything. But I do know NXT was on tonight, followed by The Accountant, a movie I've seen all the way through once, and I've seen the ending of a good 35 times. Wow. Yeah. yeah just because of wrestling. It's it's yeah, on thanks. all the time. We used to get different episodes of SVU or NCIS, and now it's just the accountant. And strangely, it's on USA and it's on TNT. How did that happen? Oh, it's it's like the opposite of what would happen with Silk Stockings, where I've seen the beginning of Silk Stockings plenty of times. You know, after you watch Raw, now you get to see the ending of movies as you tune into NXT and AEW. I, I never watched Silk Stockings. I was more of a Red Shoe Diaries kind of guy. Ah. Which, uh, <laughs> You know, I was I was a young man in the early 90s. We only had Showtime. Our pay-per-view didn't carry anything beyond that. Uh, Carollo Zachary, 499 by outsourcing the developmental brand. They could save money. WWE is all about the bottom line. Now Nick Khan would do something just like this. I agree, Glenn. There you go, Glenn. Yeah, show that, listen. Super chat to, show that to Raj, please. Absolutely. This is a wild conspiracy theory. And if it happens, Glenn's a genius. 
I mean, he's already is a genius, but you know, he's more of a genius. One thousand percent. We need, some, but we need some speculation. I mean, forget this. Oh, Mox is going to appear in the Rumble. That's just that's foolish. Yeah, there's reasoning behind that. I see why you believe this. I don't think it's that wild of a theory seeing that they're starting to work with Impact. Their developmental does need some bodies in terms of experienced wrestling veterans and whatnot. And so if it's not a full-fledged relationship, maybe, a, you know, like a forbidden door scenario. But I couldn't rule out Impact working with WWE. Impact's craft services and catering is just like 10 pizzas from Papa John's. Like, they're doing things on a shoestring budget, and WWE admires that. Plus, they get to reclaim, like, Braun Strowman and some of the contracts of guys. I bet you Braun Strowman is making, like, a tenth through impact of what he was making through WWE. Yeah, if that, yeah. Maybe a little more than that, but yeah. <laughs> if that. If. <laughs> they're giving him gas money and, you know, a cot in the back. Somewhere to sleep, yeah. Yeah, uh. S7V7N Clown 499 looks like Glenn and Alfred are not using Manscaped. I need to, I need to do the full. How do you know? Me. Yeah, exactly. Don't make me open an OnlyFans to show you that I'm using Manscaped. Matter of fact, <laughs> shout out to Manscaped right here. I got some of the cologne with me right now. Look at this great cologne. <laughs> I've got some of the Manscaped sharpening tools right here in my possession. Everywhere I go, shout out to Manscaped. <laughs> I'm getting Issa to teach me how to use OnlyFans. And I'm opening it up. I love how you always have it right near. Like, I don't know how you always manage that, but it's always near you. It's funny. It's in, it's in every room because you never know when it's going to happen. True. Okay, NXT tonight. We opened with LA Knight. Let's start the show. Uh, oh, LA Knight coming into the Performance Center, taking the mic as fans chanted his name. The crowd was hyped, and he calls out Grayson Waller. There is no sign of Waller, so Knight turns his back and asks if this is what it takes because we know Waller won't look him in the eyes. And Knight goes on running Waller down and talking about their issues, taking shots at the newcomer. But then the music hits, and out comes Waller to the entranceway. He has a restraining order to keep Knight away from him. Fans boo, and Waller says Knight attacked him like a dog last week. Waller says this restraining order is for safety, but more importantly, for Knight's safety. Slides a copy into the ring and says if Knight gets within 50 feet of him, he will be arrested immediately. Waller taunts Knight, and Knight tells him to shut up. Fans chant, rip that shit. Waller dares Knight to threatening legal action. But then out comes Dexter Loomis. Waller turns and waits for Loomis ready to fight, but he's not coming out. And uh, we end up going to Dexter Loomis versus Grayson Waller. So what did you think of this opening promo and the match? I thought the whole thing was weird, right? Like, I don't get what they're doing with Grayson Waller at all. I don't get it. And in addition to that, LA Knight, we are supposed to believe that he's mega rich based on his field with Cameron Grimes. So why is he concerned about legal action? He should be able to afford better lawyers than Grayson Waller. <laughs> I was very happy when Dexter Nubis came out to kind of like save the moment. And I just feel like, I don't know. I feel like the whole restriction order thing is just silly. And for him to say, oh, it's for Knight's protection, that's kind of like, I don't know. I, I just don't, I don't think that makes Grayson Waller look at the badass that he's supposed to be looking like. So I thought it was weird and I thought it was weak. And it took Dexter Loomis to kind of like bring him back. I did have good appreciation for the crowd tonight. They were alive for a lot of the show. I agree. I thought this crowd was really good, and especially the rip that shit chant was very funny. It's kind of a very unique chant that you don't really hear in NXT. I will say it was kind of damaging for Dexter Loomis because the story that they basically told with this, like Dexter Loomis is supposed to be this terrifying psychopath that everybody's scared of. And they said, okay, either you get the restraining order, you have to fight LA Knight, this kind of this wrestler, he's just a human being, or you have to fight this crazy psychopath that everybody's afraid of. And they go to break and they come back and he fights uh, Dexter Loomis like it's nothing. Like, no, no, I'll fight the sociopath. Well, then how dangerous is he if Grayson Waller just wants to fight him instead of LA Knight? I, I thought it was really a kind of undercutting for that Dexter Loomis character that he fought him. And then he ended up beating him. And then they had the heater. I will say this about Grayson Waller. I know you guys have your complaints about him and I do too, but he does feel like the top star of this show. I know in name value, especially watching this particular episode, Braun Breaker was like in backstage segments mostly, really didn't do much. He was He's a champion and whatnot, so he was just kind of backstage. And then Grayson Waller is a guy who's getting the matches with AJ Styles. He got the opening segment. Uh, I feel like they're doing a lot more investing in his character. He now has a heater, who I thought was Veer for a second, but uh, 
It's actually, a, I think it's an NIL recruit, so the IWC is not going to like that. Fear is too busy coming. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we were getting back on the good, rails tonight, Issa. Yeah, that's a good point, Alfred. And I didn't think about it from that perspective as if he shows Dex, like Dexter Loomis over Elena. Like when you put it that way, it kind of does change like, my mind about how that went down because it does make Dexter Loomis look less dangerous like yeah i'll fight this guy i don't care um so i i appreciate this is why they put us together in this thing because we look at things differently special shout out to wayne in the chat who says he's the antler queen <laughs> shout out <sighs> when you read the results it all sounds like fan fiction it does. when you read what happened uh after the match grayson waller stood tall celebrate as his music hits and the fans boo him we go to replays as he stands tall with his new bodyguard showing him off uh backstage we saw Walter getting physical with malcolm bivens in the locker room until roderick strong made the save and had words for Walter. strong versus Walter will be tonight's main event then we Who's start Walter? i'm sorry is this a new wrestler Walter, i don't know that <laughs> It's not, it's not, they're not going to name him after the (laughs) German submarine or whatever, or the battleship, (laughs) right? How did nobody Google that first? Like, and that story was legit, right? Like, there was no hyperbole. Maybe they did Google it. Do you think about that? Maybe it was on purpose. This is a company that's doing the Elimination Chamber in Saudi Arabia. I don't think they have a problem. Elimination Hall. (laughs) Elimination Bourgeois. If I edit tonight's podcast, the final runtime is going to be like three minutes. (laughs) <laughs> it'll be a hot three minutes though hot three minutes uh is on fire tonight with the super chats Har- harland versus waller he'll get his ass kicked killed that's interesting because there are two guys who are being protected right now but I-, I don't see them doing that anytime soon yeah so what happened then oh the dusty first round the creed brothers versus brooks and dunn Yeah. That was, um, you know what? Listen, I did like part of this match. I I, they, I thought the Creed brothers reminded me why I fell in love with them because they were explosive and it was kind of a car crash type match. And so there were parts of this match that I liked. A lot of screen time for Malcolm Bivens tonight, which I also liked. Uh, and I liked that the Creed brothers won. I, I, I'm glad. I thought that they were giving the push to Brooks and Jensen because they're doing this thing with uh, the women uh, backstage with Casey and Caden, where they're like double dating these awkward cowboys. But I'm glad that the Creed brothers won. It's true. There's different parts to a car crash, Alfred. You could be in the car crash, which is tragic. You could be the the paramedics trying to come and the police trying to come, or you could be the people stuck in traffic because of the car crash. So there's a lot of different ways that you could have seen this match. I agree with the Creed brothers. I thought they were the right choice to win. But this was one of those matches that kind of happened, and I just couldn't get invested in, like, no matter what. The the match was good. There was a lot of really good in-ring wrestling today. I just wish we were able to become a little more invested in the characters. Yes, it's true. Uh, Issa was watching the Creed brothers and saying, can you take me higher? And then they won and embraced each other with arms wide open. (laughs) Two references in one. I like it. That was, that was actually masterful. Again, why I think Glenn is a genius. <laughs> so Creed goes forward. Brooks and Dunn, well, yes, they uh, had a backstage segment later, which we'll talk about. So what was after that? Dante Chen, video package. What'd you think of this, Isa? I believe this is when I tweet at you that I feel like I'm watching this show, but I'm not really watching. <laughs> there were a lot of promos tonight. Like, this was interestingly paced. They, they are trying to get us involved in too many new yes. characters. And it's very hard to do it when every week you're throwing five new people at me. I We cover NXT weekly. So this is not like we watch it sporadically. And I still don't know who 80% of these people are. And then they still keep throwing new people at us. And that's what makes it hard to become invested in. Because again, the wrestling is good. But it's just, do I care about these people wrestling? I don't because I don't know who they are. And you're still throwing new people for me to get to know. Like, this isn't speed dating. 
It's not. Yeah, it's an important part of a wrestling promotion to tell us who people are. And I know there's a lot of new people, but it's just one after another. And it's really, really hard to get invested in so many different people's stories. And I hope they stick with some of them. But some of them are running it back. Dante Chen and Sarai, they're running it back in terms of retelling us the stories because they went away for a while. So there just needs to be continuity. And they need to just take a long-term approach in terms of telling these stories. And less is more for some of these shows because there's way too many segments. Yeah, and if you're going to introduce us to people with promos, every once in a while they get it right. They did with Tony D'Angelo. We were into Tony D'Angelo the second that very first promo aired. Then do something different with these promos because they're all starting to feel like they're overlapping each other and they feel the same. And sometimes I feel like I'm watching the same promo for the same person, but it turns out it's not. When they show up next week, I'm like, who is this person? And then they say, we showed you last week. And I'm like, oh, I don't remember. And that's why this Walter name change, I, don't, I refuse to acknowledge it. Yeah, we'll, we'll see how long that lasts. I, I liked Dante Chen's story, but he could use a mouthpiece with all due respect. Like to protect and his you know teeth? What? He's got no. <laughs> like Malcolm Bivens, maybe. <laughs> ask, ask Petey Poppins how that mouthpiece helped him out. Yeah, seriously. Now he's in a coffin. It's true. He was in that coffin, by the way. Don't think he wasn't. Tony D'Angelo bodied Pete Dunne. It's over for you. 1,000%. And do you know that his family is in the sanitation business? Oh, yeah. Pete Dunne might be long gone. I mean, I'll have a chance to do it again, but we might have seen the last of Pete Dunne. He'll show up with a new name. You know, show up with a new name. Yeah. He'll be Walter. That's what it'll be. (laughs) Oh, no. Now, that being said, I could see if Vince McMahon and Bruce are overseeing all of NXT now, which, you know, they're they're paying attention. They think Walter is a strong name, but Walter is a little soft. There's no badass name, Walter. Or there's somebody in Vince McMahon. Have you heard of Walter Mercado, the greatest astrologer on Earth? That's a badass (laughs) name, Walter. Thank you very much. I'm just saying, Gunther, it's got gun right in the name, so it's dangerous. And it's so, like, aggressively German. It's like, you know, it's like, hits you over the head, which is more Vince McMahon's style, that it's like, no, no, not Walter. Everybody has to know that it's, like, the most German name ever, so they're just kind of ratcheting it up. Okay, Alfredo. Alfredo Potato. So, this led uh, Dante Chen versus Guru Raj. And uh, Duke Hudson, top of the ba- uh, barricade. Follow Duke Hudson. Oh, Duke Hudson. See, here's another thing. He was a poker player a couple months ago, and now he's this enraged psychopath. I feel like everybody's just trying to find their voice in NXT. Wait, so we're is in this he transition. Like got his thing. head changed? He yes. got his head shaved. Okay, okay. Yes. See? Like camera yeah. yeah, that's the thing. Right. He's a different guy now. So now we have to get used to somebody else with a new story. But did the poker story ever work? No, but that's my fear is that they're going to do this one and it's not going to work. And then next week he's going to come back as a plumber. As a plumber, really? Yeah. No. And then the week after the that, plumbers plumber. use crowbars because we did that already, kind yeah. of. <laughs> What's a good occupation? That they haven't had for a gimmick yet. A barber. Have they had a bar? Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> I was thinking like my barber, like a black barber, not Bruce the barber, like Jamal the barber. <laughs> How would that work, Alfred? <laughs> he, he wouldn't have the clippers. He would have like, you know, the shears. He'd give people Caesars and stuff like that. And you would have like the barber shop, but it wouldn't be like this. It would be people going in there like talking about Pete Davidson. So you think he's really hitting that? And you know what people talk about the barber shop? That, that, like that would be the barber shop I would watch. I would watch that. <laughs> I would 100% watch that. Oh man! I was gonna say, what about an IT person? But we did have the hacker, and that definitely didn't work oh, out. Yeah. <laughs> the IT person going around being like, uh, "When's the last time you changed your passwords?" How secure are they? Yeah, <laughs> that would be a heel. 
You know, he goes around book. reading people's post-its to make sure you're not leaving the password yeah. in the post-it note. And you're like, that would be awesome, actually. Yeah, talking, or no, but no, no, no. It would be like a real IT person or like an Apple like that works at the Genius Bar. And then he's like hacking people's phones and like reading through text messages. And then he realizes that everybody thinks that he sucks and he goes and confronts them. <laughs> See, I'm thinking he's backstage and catering, and he's just like, you know, my first car was a real piece of junk. It was like a, uh, a Mitsubishi Lancer. What was your first car? And they're like, Chevy Nova. And they're like, don't tell anyone that. Now I can guess your security question. And he gets like all <laughs> irate at people. Kyrello, uh, Zachary with the wad tonight, just funding Make it rain. Country club membership for when he plays golf and runs into Bobby Lashley and gives him an awkward nod. Uh, One ninety nine. When opponents lose, they get their haircut. Yeah, but listen, this barber would be so lit that like everybody would want their haircut like that because he'd be lining people up, so everybody would just do the job to him just so they can get that haircut. And then he goes to WrestleMania doing this. I looked into the cost of getting a barber to come to me where I am in Vegas to cut my hair in the backyard because I'm sick of doing it myself. And for the cost, I was like, I better get lines shaved in my head or like a fade or something elaborate. Because if it's all the same cost, if they're coming to me, I'm really going all out. Yeah. That's good. That's a good philosophy. You know, same cost either way. So um, after that, we had Braun Breaker. And uh, talking to Mackenzie about his brief interaction with Santos Escobar last week. And, uh, yeah, this was setting up some things for later in the evening. Ben, somebody tweeted us and said, oh, is this going to be good or bad? And I wanted to respond and say uh, the real question is, is this going to be amazing or incredible? Because Tony D'Angelo hosted a memorial service for Pete Dunn tonight where they used, like, oh, my God, when I pass away, if the Internet can remember this or make a note of this, <laughs> I want you to find a similar photo of me that looks so not like the sort of picture you would have at somebody's memorial. Because this photo of Pete Dunn tonight was incredible. Yeah. I think he should have used the face app photo that I tweeted of Pete Dunn. <laughs> That's the photo that should have been used tonight. <laughs> that would be a nice photo. I think he'd be pissed if that happened, but that would be very fun. Seeing him I think smile they- like that. They should have gotten an elaborate airbrush with like him up in the clouds with like his name and like script above it, you know? That's <laughs> the kind of fancy. It did look in like the clouds. in the clouds yeah, and he's blocked by like Jimi Hendrix and Jesus and um, you know, like Betty uh, Betty White. Betty topical. Yeah, you know, yeah, like we could really make this topical. <laughs> That'd be fun. Uh, but no, instead, it was an awesome photo of Pete Dunn And uh, Tony D'Angelo, uh, what did you think of his eulogy, Alfred? I, I thought it, it, it looked like he got lost a little bit. Um, he did at one point, but I'm going to forgive him. Just yeah, forgive but him. I thought his delivery was really good. I liked the, the involvement with Trick Williams. who he, Like, nobody does more with less. They do learn more about how they book Trick. He, he doesn't really say much, but when he does get a chance to talk, it's like short, explosive, and memorable. I always remember what Trick says. And it's always kind of pops me. And uh, so I like the segment overall, but it, it kind of had a rocky start. But I thought Tony D was uh, overall pretty good. Yeah, I, I I saw the point at one point. He got a little bit lost, but I completely forgave him when he started finally talking about a championship and going for some gold because that's what we have been wanting for Tony D'Angelo since day one. And I agree with you about Trek. I always remember his lines, no matter what. Mm-hmm. Like, it's amazing that he does that. And I'm looking forward to this feud. A little worried. I don't know that they'll let Tony beat Carmelo Hayes. Scares me for Tony, because Tony has momentum. He's, yeah, he's our GOAT. As much as, I don't think they'll let him beat Cameron Grimes. It looks like they're setting up Cameron Grimes versus Carmelo Hayes. And Cameron Grimes might uh, go over Tony He'll D'Angelo. beat Cameron Grimes. He'll beat Cameron yeah, Grimes. I hope so. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so Cameron Grimes came out. Tony D'Angelo just said he wants to go after the North American title. Carmelo and Trick came out. I mean, this was a good pro- – I thought this was probably my high point of the evening. I like to say – Yeah, but are we, are we worried that more people are going after Carmelo Hayes and the, and the North American Championship than Braun Breaker? 
Yeah. Nobody's like really outside of Santos Escobar calling him a C word in Spanish, which I pop. Nobody's going for that title, which I mean, in a way, it makes sense. You just unify two titles, which makes the North American Championship feel more important. But I feel like people should be trying to gun for the NXT title, and it doesn't feel like anybody's really after um, Bro Breaker, where Carmelo Hayes feels like the man of the hour in NXT. Yeah, more than that, I feel like they should be building up their world champion because you look at Carmelo Hayes, who got the heater, who has a story, has a catchphrase. Same with Grayson Waller, as I was saying earlier. And Braun Breaker, just not even second fiddle. He's seen third fiddle on this show because he's limited to a backstage segment. And his character is basically, somebody fight me. Like, that's basically his character. I know he's going to be in a feud with Santos Escobar, but they're not really giving him much to sink into in terms of us getting invested in his character. If Tony D'Angelo becomes the North American championship, that is the main title in NXT. Yes, any title that the GOAT has. I hope he doesn't beat Carmella for it. Let, let him go after Braun Baker. Well, remember, Cameron Grimes could be in that match to take the pin. Yeah. You know, um, you get true. The very true. You know, there's some things they could do there. It was, it was, it was good. But yeah, I, I mean, Braun Breaker, look, Braun Breaker, God, this is going to be a weird sort of comparison to make. Issa, cover your ears. Uh, <laughs> Braun Breaker reminds me of when Roman got the big championship push before Roman really had a character that got people invested and everyone was like, well, this guy looks good and he wrestles good and, you know, he looks like a main event guy, but we didn't all feel it yet. Like, I feel with Braun, like, Braun's good, but there's no there there. You know, no, Glenn, if you just want to fight me, just say fight me. Okay, <laughs> you don't go. have to be giving me these subtle hints. Talking trash about Roman just to get me to say I want to fight you. When I see you, we'll fight. Roman became really, really good, and I love his character. But there was that in between time when there was no in between time. Roman has always been the greatest. When he showed up in NXT and sounded like a really hip youth pastor wearing that suit, like he maybe wanted to sell you a timeshare. I like that Roman Reigns that we first met in NXT. I can see the parallels, though, you know, in terms of a guy who everybody believes is ready. The officials are high up. And sometimes that's your own worst enemy is when those reports start coming out that officials are high on so-and-so. And then people will just turn on them knowing that there are plans for them. Um, so you were on my they, side. They think they know everything. <laughs> I'm just trying to even out the odds. I'm not saying it's 100%. No, you're, 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 taking, you're taking Glenn's side here. Like, first of all, we're comparing Braun Breaker to Roman Reigns. Like, this conversation <laughs> should not be. I'm no comparison of Roman Reigns. Both alliterative, okay, both the, second generation wrestlers. I mean, the comparisons are there. In fact, I'll go with that. There is no comparison. <laughs> okay, at least, at least, at least, at least, Roman was the big dog. He had the Superman punch, the spear. With Braun, what's Braun's character? I don't even know. Was his finisher? Yeah, exactly. He doesn't he even looks, But he looks like a champ. And he feels yeah. like a credible guy. But I'm just saying, like, I'm not. It's, it's so weird that they have all these stories to tell. They have all these vignettes forever. They're going to tell you everybody's stories except for the world champion. <laughs> it's ridiculous. It just feels a bit lacking. Santos Escobar, I feel like, look, Legado del Fantasma was a very menacing faction even before Electric Lopez got involved. You know, the keyword there is was. Yes, they 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 ran into the ground too much. I don't know. I think it got derailed by the not that this is the fault of Electra Lopez. I just think the way they chose to tell this story, where they just centered around Electra, and then Santos became kind of a goon. And yeah. then all of a sudden, he's supposed to be the number one contender. So now, not even his challenges are like these dominant wrestlers. So I think it was a, it really hurt Legato del Fantasma how they pivoted that weird storyline where they did between Zion Quinn and Electra Lopez. I concur. So let's see. Uh, we had backstage Brooks and Dunn with Caden Carter and Casey Catanzaro walking them in, inviting them out to drinks. And Wendy Chu resting on top of the locker, I'm thinking that they wanted to be, you know, that she was sleeping in a row of lockers like Gary Coleman. And what was that movie when he lived in the train station and slept in the lockers? Oh, was that <laughs> the kid with the 2000 IQ. Was that the one? Um, that's not what the movie was. Uh, I don't, Gary I Coleman don't had a bunch of TV. About. Yeah, you know the one we're sleeping in the lockers. WWE wanted that, but they were like, we don't even have the right style of lockers for that. He really liked trains. On the right track. 
on the right track. Watch that a couple years ago. Still holds up. He had like his his like gang of street kids that yeah. were like I think there was like money. They like found some money. It was a whole thing. So with Wendy, I'd like to think that was the original plan, but she was sleeping on top of the lockers and just sort of chilling, drinking her water. I kind of thought that imagine was, uh, if she stopped. Funny. Go ahead, Alfred. No, I just thought I, I kind of thought it was funny the reveal that she was on the locker and we didn't see her. It was funny. I imagine if she starts a faction or like a stable or like an army and like to become part of it, it's just the people that fall asleep watching NXT. She will have the biggest army. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. So here's the question. Does this happen in NXT or on the main roster? I want the over under like prices right here. We're taking bets. How long until we get a Wendy Chu sleepover segment? I would say because yeah, we're probably definitely getting that like a talking segment with her. I'd say the sleepover. The sleepover. One month. Okay, one 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 month that quick. One month that quick, yes. I'm gonna say it's not happening. Wow. If I'm them, here's what I do. I take Wendy and have her invite every female on the roster to a sleepover, and there's gonna be a segment like in the ring, right? Everyone brings their sleeping bags. They're sitting there. Everyone is in their pajamas. And then what it really turns into is she's going to then go down the list one by one and talk some trash and then announce that she's should be the new number one contender for the women's championship. But she gets them all together to sort of like announce and pit them against each other when then she like crowns herself the number one contender. (laughs) That that would work. Machiavellian. That's how I do it. Uh, but she's scene stealer, right? Of this segment. This was great. I really want them to amp this up like where somebody's revealing a big secret or some dark secret and then they zoom out and she was on top the whole time sleeping and they didn't know and so now she knows the secret or do something creative that ties into other storylines. There's she's a lot sleeping. of potential with this. The, she's sleeping, but then they zoom in and she smiles and then we know that she's awake. <laughs> yeah, she she said, heard she the whole heard. thing. Kind of yeah. like what they did with Nikki Cross when they did that whole reveal with Alistair Black where she knew and she really got over in NXT doing that where she's like, I know, and everybody was going crazy for her. Yeah, I would like that, actually. I would love it if they yelled out nap time, Edward Cousins saying scream nap time and everyone falls asleep. They bring out the mats like in kindergarten and just in the yeah. middle of NXT, just everybody gets like a five minute power nap. Graham crackers. Yeah, be good times. Um, so we got a video package on Valentina Feroz and Ulisa Leon, who have been teaming up on 205 Live. I feel like I need to be watching 205 Live. I don't think I've ever heard that sentence spoken in my life. (laughs) (laughs) I see the clips, and it seems like they're having some very good women's wrestling on that show. Yeah, this felt very, when AEW does that thing where they just throw a storyline at you that happens on dark and elevation and people are not watching that and you have to keep up with their YouTube shows and this and that. That's what this felt like to me. That it's like, okay, if I'm tuning in just every Tuesday, you just lost me. Like let's or at least explain like everything. I don't know. I don't I don't want to tune into an additional show to watch something. If they're that good, bring them onto NXT and make them wrestle there. Is the women's dusty happening only on two or five live? I don't think so. I think they're going to have matches on NXT. I couldn't imagine them doing the whole Why thing. Why is it still Live. called 205 Live? Why is it still called that? Yeah. It should it's be called Random Live. Because you don't even Random know what Live. matches they're putting on there. Random Live. Live. I think Friday night is going to be a year from now WWE Impact. Uh, oh. Night's oh. On Keep that alive, Glenn. Let's go. <laughs> it should be called All Inclusive Live. Oh, I forgot the Joe Gacy segment backstage with Harlan and Odyssey (laughs) Jones. Oh, my God. Crippled poor Odyssey. And my wife just keeps looking at the screen and looking at me, and she's like, you guys do kind of have a passing resemblance to one another. I'm just like, just stop. Ever since I heard that, I can't unsee it. I didn't believe it before. You can't unsee it. Same. Same. It's almost like it is your face. His shoot last name is a shortened version of mine. So the first time I heard it was on one of my lives on my YouTube channel, and I literally stopped right then and there when I read that comment. I was like, "Oh my god!" (laughs) I'm sorry, Glenn. I'm sorry, but it's true. Let's talk about Kaylee Ray versus Ivy Nile. (laughs) 
Ivy Nile getting the win. Hell yeah. Always team Ivy Nile forever. This might have been the high point for me because I'm watching this match. I'm like, oh, God, they're going to beat Ivy Nile because you know Kaylee Ray's getting the next shot. So I'm thinking, like, why are you going to set her up with Ivy Nile? Why not somebody else, anybody else? But Ivy Nile got the win. I was pleasantly surprised. And I just think they should keep her as unbeaten as possible for as long as possible because there's something there. But then how does it make sense if Kaylee Ray gets attacked after, so she lost clean, and then gets attacked by Toxic Attraction? I mean – it doesn't make sense to me that Kaylee Ray wins the um, wins the women's championship in that feud. Right. She's not gonna. They shouldn't have had this match it because you know you got to protect Ivy Nile, but then you're beating the number one contender. Even though you know Mandy did get involved, I don't think they should have had this match. I am surprised and pleasantly surprised that Ivy Nile won, but they did damage. I feel like to Kaylee Ray as the number one contender. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you guys on that. But I do love Ivy Nile. There's something about her. Yeah. She has a little bit of an it factor, commands the room. I, I love her and I hope they keep her winning matches. So I'm not I'm not going to be mad at an Ivy Nile win. She's great. Yeah. But how do you have her not in contention for the championship? And then like I, I think Ivy Nile is like the next Asuka or Shayna where we're going to have someone monopolize that women's title if she wins it. Yeah, that'd be great. And you know what she kind of reminds me of? You're going to think of crazy as Hook. I get Hook vibes from Ivy Nile. Just that she's this pocket monster who's very believable, even though it's not easy to make a short person <laughs> believable as a monster. And she does it very well, just like Hook does. Did you just call her a Pokemon? <laughs> I said a pocket monster. Yeah, that's and what Pokemon. Pokemon. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, what sure. Pokemon stands for. Hell pocket yeah. monster. Yeah. Oh, that's right. It is. Yeah, yeah. So yes, I did call her a Pokemon. <laughs> you got your clippy, so there you go. Be sure to tag Ivy <laughs> Nile on that. <laughs> I just, I just want to just say, let's not compare any of these people to anybody from the Black and Gold. Just, just so they have a shot. That's all. Too much pressure on them. Yeah. So, oh, Saray. Saray had a vignette. She returned to Japan to recover mentally and physically. She's back, and she's got her grandmother's necklace. Is it just me, or does she look like an entirely different person with pigtails in the glasses? If they wouldn't have told me, oh, Saray, and she wouldn't have said that, obviously, throughout, I would not have known who that was. Uh, same. I thought it was somebody else. It took me a second to, like, put everything together. I was like, is this any person? She looked nothing like I remember. It is quite a change in image. You know what? What if it's like the Ultimate Warrior, where like people think there's two Ultimate Warriors? What if there's two Sarays? That's not like Sarai. Avril Lavigne. Yeah, <laughs> Avril Lavigne is dead, and she's yeah. been like replaced. <gasps> Shut the front door. Something doesn't smell right. That looked nothing like Sarai. And you know, you've heard me sing her praises. I actually very much enjoy her work. I've gone back and watched some of her matches. I'm very familiar with what she looked like, and you know, I'm sure it's a makeover or whatnot, but. Uh, I'm going to take it, keep a close watch of what she looks like in the ring. And if it doesn't look like what Soraya is, we're going to start these conspiracy theories. Speaking of Avril, did you see the When We Were Young Festival that got announced in Vegas for October? Oh, wow. Who else is on It's that? like Avril Lavigne, Paramore, My Chemical Romance, Taking Back Sunday, Jimmy War. It's like every band that was big from like 2000 to 2004 in oh. like the alternative emo rock scene. And then Avril Lavigne. Say no more. We're coming, Glenn. We're staying with you. Thanks <laughs> you for should. the invite. I saw that Lauren Moran's getting a bunch of people to rent a house or something. You should uh, hit her up. No, no, we're staying with you. You know, the the cats, we have the cats. It's okay. It's fine. Yeah, I guess. I'll bring some some catnip. You can find a corner here amongst the boxes in my studio. Really got to get around (laughs) to putting this together one day. Uh, Makeshift table. Uh, But uh, yeah, Saray, um, what if the necklace has powers like like Shazam or something, and that's where... Uh, that's what turns her into the story that we're used to. Look, th- you're telling me the way they were flashing that necklace and we're up close on that necklace, you're telling me that necklace doesn't have powers? I think they're focusing on the necklace so they can get heat so a heel can rip it in half because it belonged to her grandmother, I recall. So this just feels like something they're doing to build up the big segment when maybe Toxic Attraction rips it and steps on it and throws it in the crowd. Glenn, Alfred, you know what we need to do? We need to let it play out. 
Okay. Yes. Alexa Bliss did remind us today to let these storylines play out, ladies and gentlemen. Give it time. I died. I died when you put me that on the end. Died. <laughs> let it play out, everybody. What if Saray loans the necklace to another female wrestler, phones it, loans it to another, and then ultimately figured out who ends up in the pit? What if the necklace doesn't belong to her grandmother at all, like in Cruella, where the necklace was just like a big fat theory and like you find out all these messed up things from it? <laughs> Cruella is such a good movie. So good. I hear good things about it. I still got to watch it. Oh it my was, God, you need to watch it. You it have to watch it. It is different than what you're expecting. It's very, very enjoyable. It, for the, in a good way. Yeah, it was very good though. Very good. Did you no, like leave the hard. movie? Did you leave Cruella like, oh, you know, I would have killed those dogs too. Like, did you sympathize with the she, dog? No, murder? dogs are harm. I left the movie theater wanting to be either Cruella or friends with her. Wow. But I'm I'm dark. You guys know that. I'm not <laughs> <Awesome>. there. <laughs> <laughs> Disregard. Okay, let's just move on. What else? So, what else happened tonight? Um. Then we had the Tag Team Classic match, Legado del Fantasma versus Malik Blade and Idris Nofe. So during this match, Braun Breaker got into it with Escobar. And I believe, uh, Alfred, this is what we were talking about, the potential Cinderella story of Malik and Idris going through in the tournament. I love it. I hope they go all the way. Uh, if you watch March Madness, which is a great tournament, it is built on upsets just like this. So it's good that WWE isn't being so predictable with its bracket. I will say the commentary made it so obvious that an upset was happening. I wish I was watching this on mute because then I would have really been surprised. But they like immediately Wade Barrett's going on about, oh, these guys are huge favorites. There's no way they're losing this. And you just can kind of tell that, okay, Wade, if the heel is really building them up like this, they're doing it so that it's even more shocking. And then Vic Joseph saying, bracket buster! Like, the WWE production of this made it seem kind of fake, but the execution of having this underdog win is really good and making it seem like a legitimate tournament. Yeah. I do think they, they do a good job at getting an offset here and there with the Dusty tournament. Like, I do think it always happens where we always get one thing where we're like, wait, what? Um, but F in the shot for Legado the Fantasma. Mm. Yeah. That's all I gotta say. So, after that, we had Roderick Strong warming up backstage for his main event match tonight. Issa does it better than Roderick did. She throws better punches. (laughs) Yulisa Leon versus Dakota Kai. Dakota Kai getting that win. Two more video packages that we know. I believe it was Valentina Faraz and and, uh, Luisa Leon. Yeah. I was surprised that she lost after all that buildup that they gave. What? Were going you really on? surprised? Were you really surprised? I mean, I shouldn't have been, but a little bit. I just expected if they're going to do the vignette and they did the backstage segment, it seemed like they were introducing us. And then now she just lost like anybody else would have. And why Why did they introduce uh, Tiffany Stratton and then no, no Tiffany Stratton? Why? It's uh. It's ADD. It's ADHD 2.0. Yes. So uh, then we get Raquel Gonzalez saying, uh, what's next after Mandy Rose retained? And uh, Cora Jade walks up. And then Cora Jade proposes they team up for the Dusty Classic. Uh, Gonzalez says no. So in a week, we'll be asking, uh, can they coexist? Yes. And I mean, we were talking about the stories. Like, this is a pretty interesting. I wish every team had their own story. So we got the can we coexist. We got the upset. But I wish they did a different story for everybody to get us more interested in the tournament as a whole. Because what other stories would you suggest, Alfred? Like, what other stories do you think they should do? I mean, I don't work for free, but if you could pay me a little money, I could come up with some stuff that every team could do. I mean, how hard can it be? You could do, a like, a on-the-right-track storyline where one team is homeless and living in a <laughs> train station or something. I mean, there's all kinds of stuff you could do. Through Brooks and Dunn are trying to save the community center. I don't yeah. know how they're going to do it by winning, but somehow by winning, they save the community center. Well, there you go. They can say that they get a bunch of money if they win this match, and so you're rooting for them, maybe? Yeah. Yeah, or uh, MSK should be placing a bet on themselves because they need to raise money for like someone's operation. 
So it's like an over the top scenario. Maybe they sell the truck, they sell their yeah. scooters. Or they say that they go dry, like they're, you know, no substance abuse or anything like that until they win those titles. So people are like rooting for them to win this tournament so they can finally get their hands on some of that ganja. I like that one. See, I do this for free, by the way. Yeah. We need stakes. We need stories. That's what's sorely lacking. So, um, Walter versus Roderick Strong. I mean, was there, any, was there any question who was going to win this match? No, there was not. But it was still a very good match. I thought they worked very hard and did a lot of crazy stuff. And this felt like more than a television match. I really liked it. Is it interesting that Roderick being like an OG diamond mine, like Ivy Nile is probably the strongest presented, most consistently booked member of diamond mine at this point that is true yeah Yeah, that is true she's i feel like she should have her own theme music even i feel like they should really start presenting her as an individual star because we heard that diamond mine theme music what three times tonight yeah they're gonna give her a pokemon theme music (laughs) yeah Yeah. (laughs) she's a pocket monster (laughs) it's ivy that'd be great entrance it's like you remember those pokemon where it was a silhouette like, who's that Pokemon? And then they turn it on. It's Pikachu. <laughs> that should be her entrance. <laughs> I'm not mad at that at all. Oh, my God. I just got so much nostalgia from that. Thank you for that. Uh, yeah. Malcolm Bivens got, of... <laughs> Malcolm got a lot of time to talk tonight, which was good. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of TV more. time for him. I really enjoyed the main event. I thought this match was awesome. I did think... I don't know, there was something about Roderick Strong. There was at one point he's got Walter. I'm not calling him anything else but Walter. <laughs> he's got Walter on the top rope. And the size difference just looks so ridiculous. The way the camera angle worked where I was just like, why are we watching this? Like, and we knew who was going to win going ahead of time and you're supposed to suspend your disbelief. But there was a couple of times where you're just like, "There's why? Why are we doing this? Why? But I thought Roderick Strong put on a great match. Yeah, it was uh, good, but yeah, I don't know. For me, I have to believe that it could go either way, and I just felt like this was not going either way. Right. Yeah, that's the only thing that made it slightly less enjoyable. It was very predictable. Well, and they could have given some more stakes maybe to, I mean, you got Diamond Mine, like this whole team of people that could interfere. Not that Strong should be winning dirty, but you could have at least, I don't know. Someone could have, like, distracted Walter with, like... I mean, uh, but I do think there was so many interruptions and involvement of other people in every other segment that I had a little bit of appreciation for Diamond Mine or Imperium just minding their own business and letting them wrestle. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and so this was a very, very good match. Um, Walter won, and after took the mic and said the winner is is Gunther. Uh-oh. And uh, we had then Imperium attack the ring, uh, rush the ring attack strong. Creed Brothers hit the ring, assisted strong. Fans chanted NXT and then went off the air. So I'm assuming six-man tag next week. Gunther and Imperium versus Diamond Mine. Welcome to the era of Gunther! No. No. (laughs) No. No. Oh, my God. Now I'm very interested to tune in. Probably not even going to be next week. Probably by tomorrow we're going to know whether or not this name change is official, but uh, it's not. Know. Stop! It's not. There's no way. No way. It's the, Walter is the ultimate version of if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Of pound for pound, of anybody who's not on the main roster who doesn't need any type yeah. of character change. Walter might be at the top of that. Like it's, they're gonna tweak everybody, but if there's anybody where you say this is the guy. This is the guy who you want to see in NXT UK, NXT, and WWE the same way. It's Walter, but they're they're going to tweak him, and you know, hopefully, this is the end of it because maybe they'll start changing his gear around and he'll start wearing like colorful gear and you know, like what? Oh, I can't wait for him to wear a mask in a helmet. Good lord! <laughs> He's going to show up at the Rumble, you know, full freaking. He's going to de- demolition. <laughs> they probably still have it lying around. He's like a play like freaking metal mask and the helmet and the suspenders. Oh, oh it's gonna be great. Nobody likes this new name. 
Yeah, change is always tough with, especially with WWE when they tweak somebody who's very popular. So of course, you know everything about Walter. I think a lot of people appreciate a lot of his bona fides, and anything you change is going to get heat with uh, this dedicated fan base. And if you start with his name, that's really going to get heat. It's yeah. a name change. It's not even like they dropped a last name. No, they changed the name. Yeah, they don't have a last name to drop. See, that's where he messed up. He didn't have a last name to shield that first name. If he had called, if he had the foresight, called himself like Walter Gunther, maybe they dropped the Gunther. That's that's even worse somehow. <laughs> the two of them together, yeah, Walter Gunther. That's like you got sand in my bubble gum. Like it's just it makes <laughs> no, it doesn't work at all. You know. Don't not I'm just don't like it. I don't time. like it. And people in the chat are saying that it really is official. I can't. Oof. So Gunther. is it spelled G U N T H E R? Good lord. I guess. I think it's they're going to realize W A L T E R. I think that could be edited out, and they're just going to go back to Valter by the end of the week. Do you think the crowd's going to play along? Because I know they're that NXT Florida crowd that they're super fans and tend to play along with WWE storyline, but. A change like this, do you think they're just going to defiantly chant Walter the whole they're time? They're going to overdub like, it in Gunther, Gunther. <laughs> yeah. And it's just going to be, it's just going to be like uh, some like uh, NXT stooge. It's going to be like HBK going Gunther, Gunther. Yeah. <laughs> I have a feeling that they tell them that they'll be like, you you can take a picture with HBK if you stay here and chant these things just so they can record them and use them later, you know? <laughs> so like, we'll bring HBK out here if you all shed Gunther now or if you shed this and then they'll just pipe them in moving forward oh my god I can see them doing that <laughs> I know me too <laughs> so weird this was an okay episode of NXT though I mean I think the tournament stuff it is what it is I think uh, I'm curious I, th- I think the women's dusty might get put- with the amount of women's wrestling they've had on 205 live I don't know how they accommodate two tournaments on one show. Yeah. I'm sure most of the matches are going to be, especially for the women's tournament is going to be on two or five live, but I'd imagine like the semifinals, maybe the bigger matches as we get closer to the end will be on NXT TV. Yeah. We'll see. We will see, uh, you know, at the, the all Valley tournament, they have women's and men's this year. Oh, wow. Yeah. Divided, uh, 16 each. No, I don't remember what it was. Watch Cobra Kai, the new season. Oh, okay, okay. No spoilers. No spoil. I don't think you that's spoiling it. Spoil it. Okay. To say women's and men's. I mean, it just makes no, sense to have like a yeah. male and female, right? I mean, yeah. just probably makes sense. I don't know. This this was okay tonight. I mean, it wasn't as good as our Manscaped talk earlier, which I think no. the high point of everyone's day. Yeah, very high point. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to our sponsor, Manscaped. And their shampoo. Their shampoo is very uh, delightful. Oh, interesting. Smells very good. I've heard. Oh, yeah. Nikita Lyons is on 205 Live. Have you seen Nikita Lyons yet? I have not. I don't think so. Faithy J. uh, She actually got in at the Las Vegas tryout, and she's been wrestling. She was in uh, Women of Wrestling, I think, as the the Lion. Okay. Oh, I've seen her. Yeah, because I went to those tapings when they were in LA. Yeah, really good look. I think uh, she could be a real force. Very nice. In NXT. We'll see. Uh, So that was the show, everybody. Tomorrow night. Rampage. No, Dynamite. Dynamite, sorry. Dynamite. I get confused. But I'm sure the accountant is on TBS before Dynamite. So enjoy those last five minutes with the big reveal at the end. I'll be tuning in five minutes early just for that. It's a solid movie. I'm not saying it's great. Ben Affleck is very underrated. Yeah, because there's like two generations of Ben Affleck. There's the Ben Affleck who was in all those terrible movies and Geely and stuff like that. And then I don't know if he got a new manager or whatnot. And then starting with, I think, The Town, it was just a completely, and then Argo. He and- broke up with J-Lo. He broke up with J-Lo, started making great movies. Now he's back together with her. So I have, I don't know what we're going to do. <laughs> the Town too. is probably in my top 10 films of the last 20 years. Yeah, I would say, yeah. It's I would a good definitely movie. put it there. It's one of my favorite movies. It's really good. I love Jeremy Renner in that. He's so good in that movie. Jeremy Renner, I, isn't it weird that with Hawkeye, everyone sort of turned around on Jeremy Renner now? It's like people were into him when he won the Oscar, and then they yeah. were against him. I think I think it was the music career, and I think he had his own like app, like the Jeremy Renner app. That'll turn people against you. <laughs> but now with Hawkeye, he's back. Good for him. Do you watch Hawkeye yet? I haven't seen Hawkeye, no. 
very good. Probably is it, are you recommended? I'm on the fence about watching it, but I'll, I'll check it out eventually. It's it's um, I liked uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier, but I think Marvel figured out how to do something just really fast paced, lighthearted. It's not like I mean, Loki was good, loved WandaVision, but those were like slower build. But Hawkeye is just boom, 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 start to finish. Mm-hmm. Very enjoyable. Very enjoyable. And Peacemaker's out now. I still need to watch that. Oh, I can't wait. Yeah, I need to get to it. I heard so many good things about it. I need to just watch it. I've also seen the opening credits where he does his dance number, and I was like, I have to watch it. Yeah. This is just, yeah. This is going to be hilarious. Uh, so tomorrow night, Dynamite. Friday the accountant. Night. Yes, the accountant and Dynamite. Friday night. It's a new season of Snowpiercer, apparently. Now there's two trains. Stopped watching wow. during season one. It was a little slow. This is what we need to be talking about on Isis stream for an hour. I know. Every month. Yeah. Everybody have a good rest of your week. We will catch you back here. The three of us Friday till next time. Take care and uh, follow Alfred. If this is nasty, follow Isa at NYC demon diva. That's Steve with the one catch you back here on the wrestling Inc. Podcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.